Come in. Come in, please, please sit. Um, for a second. Thank you for coming back in. No, uh, thank you for asking me back. Um, I'm hoping this is a good sign. <laughs> Hopefully it is. Um, my name's Ron Underwood. I'm the director and producer on this flick. Uh, please, though, just call me Ron. My friend over here is Brent Maddock. He wrote the final pass on the script, so he's going to be just invaluable in getting to the heart of the character you're reading for. Hmm. Well, Mr. Under... <laughs> sorry, Ron. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you both. Headshots. Um, sorry? Headshots. 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 Headshots! Here. Can we get you a coffee? Water? Uh, maybe a flavoured oxygen waft? Um, no, thank you. That's very kind. Of... Where's Smug? Hmm? Um, I'm sorry? Where's Smug? Your agent was told specifically we needed to see a Smug headshot. Oh, um, I didn't have Smug. My agent thought Coy would be close enough. Oh. Brent seems unhappy. Shame. Still, let's get back to the business at hand. We've called you back for a second audition for the role of Melvin Plug, Troubled Teen. Uh, we've both seen your initial tape and thought it was really great. We'd like to run you through a couple of scenes with Brent here to see how you feel in the room, if that's okay? Um, sure, sure, happy to. Uh, Brent, should we go from... Let's go from the start of scene 14. <coughs> what have you heard, Melvin? Weird stuff on the range. I heard the phone lines are down after the storm Sunday, and no one from Bixby's been out to fix it. Well, why don't a clever boy like you monkey on out there with your tools and fix it? <laughs> I'm busy practising my basketball. NBA's going to be my escape. Hey, mind your ball, don't touch my truck, boy, or I'll fucking murder you. Do I look like I'm shaking, hillbilly? Not bad. Sincerely, not bad at all. Thank you, that felt... Very authentic. Um, any notes? No. Uh-huh. No. <coughs> really? No. In the writer's room, you say? Well, okay, good point, I guess. Bobby? Yes. Good first try. Now, we want to run through that scene again, but think more cocky. Yeah, think Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone meets Hugh Grant in fucking anything. We're looking for a modern-day Dennis the Menace, but 30% more of a prick. Got it? Um... I think so. Great, run it again from the top. What have you heard, Melvin? Odd stuff on the range. I heard the phone lines are down after the storm last Sunday, and no one from Bixby's been out to fix it. Well, why don't a clever boy like you head on out there with tools and fix it? <laughs> I'm busy with my basketball. NBA's going to be my escape from this one-horse town. Hey, mind your ball, don't touch my truck, boy, or I'll fucking murder you. <laughs> Do I look like I'm fucking shaking, hillbilly? Love it. Love you. Love the improvised lines. Loved it all. I think much better all round. No. Brent is right, of course. Needs to be way more smug. You think Melvin, the 14-year-old, needs to be more smug? At 14? Astronomically more smug. Hateably, even. That's the essence of this character, kid. Melvin is, as we say in the writing circles, the worst. We want to spend the whole film making you hate Melvin, only to never give you the satisfaction of seeing him killed. We want Melvin to be a consistent middle finger to the audience. We want Melvin to be the only thing you remember when you leave the cinema after seeing Tremors. That vague, haunted memory of a promise unfulfilled, like blue balls. So, you're looking for him to be played like Shayla Boothwood? That sort of thing. Ah, oh, Jesus, age Christ, kid, that's the first thing you've said today that I've agreed with. From the top? From the top. What have you heard? Odd stuff across the range? 
I heard some phone lines are down after the storm, and no one's been out since. Well, why don't a clever boy like you head on out there and fix it? <laughs> I'm busy with my basketball. NBA's going to be my escape from all this shit. <clears throat> Mind your ball and touch my truck, boy, or I'll fucking murder you. Does it look like I'm shaking, you fucking hillbilly? How the fuck was that? Yeah. You're still not quite getting it. Melvin's more... Melvin's more... How do I say it? Melvin's... Brent? Melvin's a kid. Nothing more, nothing less. A On this episode of I Like Movies, we watched the 90s B-movie creature feature with extra bacon, tremors, kickers, Steve... I like movies. Good evening, Internet, and welcome to the final regular episode of I Like Movies for 2022. This week, we are covering the 1990s B-movie classic, Tremors. My name's Andy, I'll be your host tonight. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Stephen Pye. Oh, hello there. And, to my right-hand side, Mr. Richard Marsh. Hello there. How are, <laughs> How are you both? Hello, hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hey, yeah. Hello. How's it going? Hello there. All right. Last How... regular episode of the year. I know. Oh, last film. Yeah, we did. We did say this earlier on. This. Oh, it feels like a momentous occasion. We made it. We've done it. We made like one whole year of, of films from the house. Of pod. Of pod. Of pod. Yeah. yeah. Casting that pod. It was exhausting, wasn't it? I'm not going to lie. None of this was enjoyable. Oh no! I hated every <laughs> second of it. But but, uh, but we made it. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe there was one or two films I enjoyed watching. The rest of it was just constant homework. Oh, <laughs> so much work in this podcast. <laughs> but so I'll tell you what work. wasn't homework, and that was 1990s Tremors. Yes. Uh, so, not even for you. Further ado, hmm? not even for you. You didn't have to do any homework on this at all. Not really. Oh, I just. Um, it's a film I, you haven't seen before, though. Uh, no, I've never seen no. this film before. Never seen it. Never seen it. It's never seen it. No, I've never seen it. Okay, never seen it. It's not a fan favorite all round then. No, massive. I mean, I'd heard of it. I knew most of it through cultural, yeah, um, appropriation. Appropriation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I very much claim um, Tremors fans' rich cultural back history as my own, <laughs> as problematic as that might be. Uh, right, this episode, Tremors, nineteen ninety, released January nineteenth, nineteen ninety, in the US. Couldn't find a UK release date. Mm. I don't think it got a cinematic release over here. Um, mm. I will explain why in a second. This film had a budget of $11 million. What do you think it grossed uh, in the US during its run? I don't think it did uh, particularly no, well. It, it lost, I believe. Um, so I think about $5 million. Steve? Uh, seven. It made $16.6 million. Oh, oh, okay. How much do you think it made worldwide? Sixteen. Point six million, correct. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it had a three point seven million opening weekend in the US. That's not bad over right? its opening four day weekend. So that's that's fairly respectable, uh, right? So this film was directed by one Ron one Ron, Ron Underwood. Ron, 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 Ron Underwood. Have a note to that though. I did mm. also read that it, it actually made more in VHS sales. Yeah, yeah. so it became a cult yes, hit. Um, it's ma- in in it, which is 
it sold more, it made more money in its VHS sales than it did in any of its box offices. Mm. Absolutely, yes. I don't think the trailer did it particular justice as well. After watching the trailer, the one last we watched week. last week, yeah, mm. not, not at all. No. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, so yes, this is directed by one Ron Underwood, uh, of course. Our first two-time director on this show? I think, I think so. so. This yeah. is, of course, the second film we have done of his uh, following The Adventures of Pluto Nash. He is also known for directing Mighty Joe Young and City Slickers. Mm-hmm. Which this... he did after this, didn't he? City Slickers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Mighty Joe Young came between that and The Adventures yeah, of Pluto yeah. Nash, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, this uh, was written by Ron Underwood. This is his only writing credit. Oh, well. okay. Really? Uh, this film uh, and Brent Maddock and S.S. Wilson who appear to be some sort of writing partnership mm. who had previously written on Ghost Dad Wild Wild West and Short Circuit amongst yes. many other things huh. uh, was, we mentioned Ghost Dad the other week as well because yeah. it's the last film directed by Sidney Poitier yes oh, yeah. mm. um, they also wrote and directed between them most of the uh, Tremors sequels uh, yes really? so mm. I think they wrote the second one, but I think the rest of them, it's like characters based on. Yes. But the third and fourth one, one is directed by Brent Maddock and one's directed by... Oh, is it really? Okay. Um, S.S. Wilson. Wilson. Oh, yeah. okay. How weird. Uh, it, it is odd. <laughs> Back to Perfection. Is number the third three, one. I believe, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Aftershocks is number two. Aftershocks is number two. And then the fourth one, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, based, it's supposed to be in like the Victorian era. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. And the fifth one... The fifth one is um, is is currently weirdly the only two Tremors films on Netflix, Netflix are one number one and five. Yeah, number so, five is the one set in South Africa. South Africa, I believe. South Africa. Yes, um, and there was a, there was a sixth one since then. So there's a sixth one, Cold Day in Hell, and there's yep. also a seventh one called Shrieker Island, ah. of which I've not seen number six and number seven. But you have seen number five. I've seen uh, all the way up to number five. Yeah. Wow, I'm not sure which ones I've seen. There's one where they go on to land, isn't it? The graboids. Grow legs. We'll That's get into we'll get into that. We'll talk about sure. the three distinct two. phases of uh, of gravel. Oh yeah, yeah. blasters and everything. Yep, ass blasters. Um, okay, so this film obviously notably stars Kevin Bacon in an early role, who you might have seen in such films as Footloose, Mystic River, or Hollow Man, amongst other things. You won't see him in Hollow Man because he's invisible. Yeah, true. Very good point. Which begs the question: Why bother hiring Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Literally, anyone could have played that role. Uh, also stars Fred Ward, who yeah. I recognised um, but didn't know who he mm. was, uh, who was also in Joe Dirt, Road Trip, and most notably the villain in Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yes, he really was, mm. yes. yeah. Um, he's the uh, career criminal that gets broken out of prison by his mother. Yeah. Yes. He passed uh, away this year. Uh, Fred Ward did. Fred Ward yeah. did. Oh, passed wow. away in May, age 79. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and the main female lead was a lady called Finn Carter, who mm. uh, was in films such as Ghost of Mississippi and Sweet Justice. She was a and singer, not much she? else. No, no the singer Reba McIntyre. Yeah, who yeah. played the wife, Heather, like the gun that wife. Heather I Gummer. Think, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I didn't include. Is it something gross? Michael Mike, Gross. Mike Gross, who I believe plays. Burt Gummer. Burt Gummer, and he is the only character that appears in every film? It's the correct, and the TV series as well. Yes. Well, I believe at one point he gets swallowed whole by a graboid and they cut him out of it with a chainsaw? That would be number three, yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, right, any 
here's something fun. How about the taglines? Oh, right. Because these, these, are, these are some great taglines. Uh, the monster movie that breaks ground. Good. That's good. I'll like that. Yeah. They say there's nothing new under the sun, but under the ground, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. The ultimate underground movie. It will leave you legless. <laughs> <laughs> I dispute that on many levels. Didn't leave me legless. <laughs> and also, doesn't take place underground. No. no. I think there's maybe one POV shot from a... a yeah, yeah, indeed. Two. Yeah, yeah, Graboid. Just two. Is there two Graboid yeah. POV shots? Um, but otherwise, I would argue, very much set above ground. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, I have some other trivia, but I think we'll... I think we'll drop that in as okay. the film goes. Lovely. Oh, no, here's one. Actually, just real quick. S.S. Wilson and Brent Raddock, Maddock were inspired to create the town of Perfection, mm-hmm. Nevada after visiting the real-life community of Darwin, California during a film shoot for the U.S. Navy. Darwin is a barren ex-mining community with only 32 residents that can only be accessed by a single dirt road nearly 40 miles away from the next town over. Also similar to Perfection, the town has no school, police station or hospital and is completely cut off from internet, cell phone coverage and cable television. Uh, Darwin has been do- subject to many documentaries and filming for Tremor reshoots actually take- took place there. Mm. So it is Perfection is based on a real place. There you go. Mm-hmm. Rich, you look like you had something you wanted to say or do you want to just go to a break and get right to it? I just said I'm looking forward to this one by rubbing my hands and going... I'm getting all like I'm just smeagly. Yeah, getting smeagly. excited. Smeagly. Yeah. Okay. I've, yeah, but I've got I've got trivia. Oh, I've got trivia. He's got <laughs> trivia coming out of his trivia holes. I, yeah. Then, in which case, uh, Steve, take us to a quick advert break before Rich uh, bubbles over. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fan of James Bond and wish you could listen to a couple of blokes talk about the world's greatest secret agent? Well, now you can when you join Rich and Ash for Review to a Kill, where we discuss the films, history and current news from the world of 007. So if you love all things Bond, then search for Review to a Kill from wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Right, let's get right into this. Let's break the notes out. Let's read some bullet points. Who wants to go first? Uh, start by pissing into the wind, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, th- not many films start with a pissing person. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this one does. Pissing off a cliff. Pissing off a cliff. It was yeah. a beautiful vista. It was. But was it a beautiful pista? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah. So, they obviously live nearby wherever they are, but they've slept out there overnight. Oh, you don't think they were living out of their car? Because the feeling I got was they were living out of their no, car. No, because you see them getting got their... got a caravan, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they see them. They've got, a, oh, okay. they've got a caravan each. It's the first mm. time I've ever noticed that they seem to have one each. There was two next to each other. Um, and they leave them behind. They leave them, they yeah, they leave. just leave them behind mm-hmm. and go. Um, yeah, no, they actually live in the town of perfection. Oh, they're, they're two of the 14 people that live there. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we're getting on to that bit already. <laughs> oh, I can see through the, the population of uh, perfection. Um, yeah, but... Um, so, yeah, no, they actually live, but for some reason they were just, they're staying out. They definitely out slept in the car that well, night. Well, it must though, have done, because he's, he's asleep in the... And it makes it sound like they slept in the car the night the two nights previous because they argue about who's oh, turning yeah, to who's cook breakfast. breakfast maybe they maybe they have because they've been maybe because they've been doing the fence it's just easier they're, to just yeah they're, they're basically we're introduced to the two main characters uh valentine and earl 
Valentine and Earl, yeah. We didn't do a Richie Roundup. Oh, that's a very good point. We Richie, Richie, Richie Roundup. Too late. Is it too late? No, it's not no, too late, it's for, not Richie late for Richie Rico. Especially, it seems like we have a subject matter expert <laughs> this week. Yeah. So, uh, we have Val and Earl, handy men. They are handy men, Earl, handy men. Uh, they are just going about their business, getting fed up just being one of the, or two of the 14 people in the population of perfection. Uh, originally called Rejection, as you find out in the fourth film. Yes, in the uh, prequel. Yeah. Uh, so they are fed up of being stuck out there. So they um, they decide that they're gonna go to Bigsby and you know hit the big time, which I'm assuming is like the nearest city, big town. I'm assuming it's like Cosham sort of <laughs> levels of. You know what I mean, it might have a Mecca Bingo. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But it definitely doesn't have a cinema. Oh, it's got, it's got, yeah, it's got a Tesco Express. Yeah, um, but Do- yeah. doesn't have a big Tesco. No, it's got, it's got a, it's got a dodgy pub. Do you think Bigsby might be one of those ironic names like Notorious (laughs) (laughs) B.I.G.? So they decide they're going to go to Bigsby. But at the same time, as they're trying to leave, things uh, appear to be happening in the the effect of people were dying as they're heading out. Um, They um, believe it's maybe some kind of serial killer. Uh, then they head back to perfection, realise, and, and, and then that's when they start to discover that maybe it is actually a creature uh, that is uh, causing this. They, uh, there's various characters involved. Uh, the student called Rhonda, yeah, um, who um, who uh, they kind of like become a bit of a trio. Uh, so they realize that these uh, these creatures uh, these uh, worms that we will call them are attacking them they have to get away from them find a way of killing them uh, and uh, and and that's plenty it really hilarity and issues. hilarity issues hilarity that is the basis you know that they yeah it's just that they discover there's uh, evil creatures they need to survive them and kill them if they can mm. that's that's pretty much it Richie's roundup that's it there we go okay well done cool um the uh, kevin bacon is a litter bug i i noticed that in my first but he when they're going through their pockets to find um find one of them finds a lighter one of them finds cigarettes yes Mm. he's picking stuff out of his pockets and just throwing it on the floor as he goes but then also later on i noticed that bert does a similar thing as he leaves the shop, he just chucks something on the floor. It's just like there's a really bad littering uh, ethos around this place of perfection, where uh, it's, you may say it's perfect, but it's full of litter. Um, I love the harmonica score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I the, generally the, the soundtrack for this film is truly something else. It is pretty good. Um, so, uh, factoid about yeah. the um, the soundtrack is that it was actually um, two people that did the soundtrack. Uh, so there was um, Ernest Troost, who's the credited uh, composer. So he did a lot of the like harmonica-esque bits. Right. And actually there's a lot of his stuff all the way through it. But they got a composer by the name of Robert Falk uh, was brought in at the very last minute to rescore the film, uh, which was due to the original score. Uh, they said it was lacking punch and that it needed uh, that the film needed. And so about 30 minutes or more was written by Falk. Um, and he goes uncredited on the film, uh, but both scores are used in the film, so it's a real mix-up of mm. the two. But you can kind of tell them apart because his Ernest Troost is the more harmonica-y fun stuff, yeah, and Robert Fox is the real orchestrated, 
um, stuff going on. It's, it definitely is, even in the music, but it, it definitely is another one of these films we've watched where it feels a little bit schizophrenic. Like it doesn't quite know what it's aiming for. Yeah. I think by the end it, it does. It knows its tongue's firmly planted in its cheek. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, indeed. And I think at the beginning, like you say, where, where it kind of, they play with the idea of, oh, something's killing people. Is it like... You know, is there someone out there killing them? Mm. Well, apparently, that's what they in like the like the trailer and the poster. Mm. The I think the writers and the director didn't want to show to show the worm to any kind of form because they wanted to have it. People think that maybe it is a serial killer Mm. who's going after them, Um, and it wasn't until the the like you know the movie company studio studio. Thank Mm. you. actually said no we're gonna you need to put well, something on this they added um a couple of scenes didn't they to try to um make it more obvious as well yeah but, and they yeah. reshot the ending i believe they after did, test yeah. screenings yeah. Oh, really? yeah. so, so that rounder and uh valentine kiss, kiss. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. because the original ending is just him and earl just driving off oh, is it? and then for some reason they mentioned something they're like let's go back and That's it. He, he asks him for his lighter, and they realise they've left Ronda with the yeah. lighter. And so he's got like yeah. got an excuse uh-huh. to go back to see Ronda. But apparently, at the end of the, the test screening, everyone was just like, "Why didn't he kiss her?" <laughs> so um, they had to go refilm that. Mm. I'm assuming I in was Darwin. kind of hoping that it'd end with a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it seems like Valentine and um, Earl, Earl Get on share well. a lot yeah. of oh, things yeah, in their like life. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> you know, there's space for a third in that car. <laughs> and then he'll make her eggs for breakfast <laughs> um, Kevin Bacon wields a hammer like a god in this film with that opening scene where he's trying to hammer a nail into a post and misses it multiple yeah, times yeah. but apparently that was that was, that kind, was, that was, that, that was kind of ad-libbed kind yeah. of just of the thing so Fred Ward's reaction to it was uh, was completely <laughs> ad-libbed as well uh, where he just looks at it just like what the fuck <laughs> that's good I <laughs> yes um, like you say it's good duo I mm. think they're a good yeah. They're, they're, good, well they're, they're really well together yeah. as a bit of a, as a combo. When they're racing back uh, across the desert to perfection in their van mm-hmm. together, I put, oh my God, it's Hillbilly Supernatural. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it, it yeah. kind of does have a weird supernatural like yeah. buddy cop vibe at the beginning. Yeah. Um, my next note is Melvin, what a cock. <laughs> but... Oh, that's jumping ahead. We, we, we've yet to meet Rhonda. We meet Ronda yeah, with her. Much about Ronda. We meet Ronda with her Ronda, serious yeah. coke addiction. Yeah, because <laughs> she's, she's just got a, a completely white nose. And yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah, she's out there, out there in the um, in the desert. Yeah, but ba- Valentine gets an instant hard on at the thought that there might be a female yes. student in town. Yes. Yeah, so races across the desert, yeah, yeah. almost killing her. Yeah, but yeah, but the weird thing is, he's like got a, like a perfect image of the woman he wants her to be. Mm. But then he sees her, and it's like seemingly there's not many women around. So surely, seeing her, he's not going to be like, "Oh, well, that's it. Fuck that." Then it's like surely she's still a good-looking girl. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> surely he's not going to be like, "Whoa, no way! You're not exactly what I want." So, uh, so yeah. So thanks, but no thanks. Earl seems like the perfect wingman because all he's doing throughout the film is like trying to nudge them together, yeah, so that uh, Valentine can, you know get some yeah finally <laughs> um 
yeah, I don't know. He's really sweet in this film, well. He is because yeah. in some, in you know, in other other cases, you'd have them like both fighting over exactly. Or something. Yeah. yeah, you'd have a. So it's triangle. kind of it's kind of nice that like the older guy is almost a bit. He's like a, he's a friend slash older <laughs> uncle slash kind of father figure, but he's he's more just like his. Would you, you say know. there's probably about ten years between them? Um, so how old Kevin Bacon now? Do you reckon? Well, in which case it probably would be about 10 years because Fred Wall was 79 when he died earlier this year. Right. So, mate, I'd say about 15 years. I want to say Kevin years. Bacon. I'm, I'm sure I read Kevin like Bacon 60, was like 21 when he filmed Travers. Right, Born okay. in 58. Who? Bacon? Yeah. Uh, so, Travers was 90. 64? So, he would have been 32 when he made Travers. So, is he 64 now? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so he's, yeah, so there's about 15 years between him and Fred Ward. Um, yes, but yeah, was he 32? Yeah, he mm. must have been. Yeah, if he was born in 58, because it was only about five years before that he did Footloose. No, really? Um, yeah. Okay. Hmm, weird. Um, so, as you said, also um, perfection population 14. Um, so, do you want to know who the the 14 are? Please, yeah. The perfection 14. We don't see 14, do we? Well, Melvin's parents are out of town, though, aren't they? Yeah, this is the yeah. thing. This is the, this is the moment. So there's Val, Earl, Walter, uh, Nesta, Nancy, Mindy, Bert and Heather, uh, Melvin, Miguel, and there's also Edgar and old Fred, apparently uh, included in the 14, because although they're out of town, they're still classed as living in the area of perfection. Um but yeah, so that's that's twelve, and a lot of people kind of say, "Oh, maybe it's the doctor and his yeah. wife." But as they're only just building their house, they probably wouldn't be included. Yeah. And so the theory is, and actually, the writer did say that from their first draft, it is actually specifically mentioned that Melvin's parents aren't home much. They're in Las Vegas because they're in Las when Vegas. The film takes place. Yes. Yes. Um, that they just abandon him a lot to go gambling, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, hence, trying to explain, put more of an explanation on why he's such a little shit. That's good because literally, my next note is: first time we meet Melvin, I hope we get to see Melvin Eaton in this film. <laughs> um, I can't note, remember when you first did it when he's sucking the shit out of the. Is that when you first see him, or I can't remember? Is he's, when kicking, he's playing basketball B-ball. outside the? Um, oh yeah, outside, outside the, the school, um, and he's. Um, there was a couple of guys, and they were up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> and they started making trouble in his neighbourhood. I think so, yeah. And he got in one little fight, and his mum got scared. And then they said, got... You're moving with your mother and your father to perfection. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of nowhere. While in we the middle go... of nowhere. Yeah, while they actually pop off to Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah, so apparently that was in the first draft of the script as a way to explain him being a bit more of a dick. Right. Because he's just an abandoned child. Um, and just trying to fend for himself, and that's the only way he thinks he knows. Everybody how. in that town seems to really care for him, though. And they just seem to kind of put up with his shit. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, I suppose they're kind of kind of looking out for him. Like apart a from, but apart from Val, Earl, and Bert, who all seem to really hate him, they're all yeah. just like yeah. you fucking. They're little. the only intelligent characters <laughs> yeah. in this film. I would I would argue. Um, so the next note is that is a piss poor excuse for a scarecrow. <laughs> that's um that's in old fred's yard he's he's yeah. gardening isn't yeah 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 yes. and there's a really bad scare and it moves when you kind of so you 
Yes, you so you know there's, you know there's a, a tremor worm. There's a tremor, <laughs> there's a graboid around. Um, they should also really fix that fridge, I said, when that... Uh, oh, I put that... that I was that, like, oh, bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, Walter's like, oh, was bearing going out, do you reckon? And they're like, oh, no, so I haven't got time to fix it now. Gotcha, we'll, yes. Um, we'll have to sort that out later. Foreshadowing. <laughs> so Walter Chang, not only does he own... So he seems to be the... It's a bit weird. They make out like he's a really rich... You know, forward-thinking guy. Yeah, but he's he's doing it all for very few people. He's not kind yeah. of going to be getting loads of money in that place. Um, but he's he because he's uh, you know he's got the got the store, mm. but then also he's also owns the septic tank remo- the pump the <laughs> remover because on that the the van the the it's a it's like a higher septic tank. Um, pump, yeah, and it says Chang's. Oh, um, septic do you think tank it's a mafia? Tank. Do you think it's a front? Yeah, septic tank hire. Um, oh. So yeah, he also owns that. Is that the literal shower of shit? <coughs> that is the literal shower of shit. Oh yeah, that was a rough Where, scene, wasn't that? Yeah, Melvin is just laughing at them. It's nice to know um, uh, that they have the sign on the outside of. Is it Chang's Groceries? Yeah, uh, that they solve. Uh, they serve the coolest beers in town. Probably the uh, only beers they serve in town. The only beers in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they say that, but then the fridge is on the blink, anyway. This yeah. is true. They should cover it in those sort of like New York style signs, though, like Perfection's Best Pizza <laughs> and uh, yeah. Home of the Original per- Perfection Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it's when Val and Er walk into the store mm. um, and they sit at the bar, he literally opens them two bottles straight away. So obviously it's very much the routine. It's like, <laughs> well, there's, yeah. a, there's only 13 other people in the yeah, town. Yeah. He's gonna, two of them are too young to drink. He's, I suppose <laughs> he's going to know exactly who wants a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they always want a beer around this time of day before they go pumping shit. I suspect with 12 other adults in the town, or 11 other adults in the town, depending on math, um, it's probably more of a case of the bar orders in their specific drink, isn't it? Right. You don't have a wide selection of wines on uh, <laughs> display when no one in the town drinks no. wine. What are your cocktails? <laughs> uh. Well, very true. Um, so, uh, I was going to say about... Do you want my info about Kevin Bacon in this film? Sure. Sure. Um, about how... So, he, he was brought into this film because he is the, the star turn. Um, at, at the time, he was like one of the more the the famous names, so they wanted some kind of name. But apparently, according to the trivia, um, he originally resented being in Tremors, yeah. and he only agreed to do it because he needed money for his new marriage and upcoming upcoming newborn child. And when the film was not financially successful, Bacon feared his career was over, and in following years would refuse to acknowledge the film's existence, and even called it the worst thing I ever did. Have you got this as well? No, 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 I was just looking up. However, apparently he would eventually come round to Tremors, calling the filming of Tremors the single most fun time I've ever had making a movie in my entire career. And later he said, when I was making Tremors, I was very depressed and at a low point in my life and kind of blamed Tremors after all that. I was bitter against it. I thought it was a career killer. I never watched my movies more than once. Some of my movies I've never seen before and I've no desire to. But I've watched Tremors a dozen times. I love it so much and I spent years trying to capture the same energy we had on the set of Tremors. It's one of my favourite films of all time. There you go. That's uh, what Kevin Bacon said about it. I did read somewhere that they'd installed a phone line 
all the way out on their remote set specifically for him because his wife was like literally due I was to due, give birth. Okay. Yeah. And I think she gave birth on the final day of film. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I, I'm sure I read that somewhere. Oh, nice. uh, I've got the hat head reveal was pretty good. Yes. When they find the hat on the ground and they lift it up and yeah. it's just the dude's face. Yeah, yeah. Old Fred's face staring back yeah. up. They find mm. Edgar Dean's uh, before that as well. Yeah, dead Edgar Dean's up the air. Up to oh, the telegraph yes. pole, yeah, um, and they find him dead up there, and they take him to the doctor, who says he's died of dehydration. How does he know? He, just by looking at him, can you tell that from just by Slightly looking at him? Withered. Yeah, he's just like, oh, he's died of dehydration. You, How do you know that? Like, as you get dehydrated, your eyes get very bloodshot, right? And uh, the capillaries near the surface of your skin break out a lot, right? So um, they've probably, probably signs ways to tell. To tell. Oh, I yeah. thought so. Yeah. Doctor Jim. I mean, especially given they're out in the middle of the desert. Th- yep. the, it's probably a regular cause of yeah. death, so yeah. he's probably seen it a lot before, I guess. Yeah. So going back ever so slightly, we see the first instance of rock, paper, scissors as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So or Rochambeau, start- as you call it. Yes, my Rochambeau <laughs> count. Yeah. So I started off my rock, paper, scissors count at this point. Okay. <laughs> and do you know a fact about that? No, he always no throws fact. scissors. He always throws scissors. Yes. Earl always throws scissors. And I swear at one point... Uh, Earl throws scissors, Valentine goes rock, which means he wins, but yeah. they still act like Valentine lost. Oh, it's the bit on the no, roof. No, it's because it's on, yeah, it's on the roof. No, 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 no. Not that bit where he like sucker punches him and he's like, I don't care, I'm, I'm going to be the hero anyway. There's another point where they play paper, scissors, rock, and one of them wins, but they act like he didn't. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It might be the fourth time it happens. Oh, okay. But the anyway. fourth time is on the roof. Might be the third time it happens. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, when they see the sheep, yes, and Kevin mm. Bacon says, "What the shit?" So apparently, this film I read the same had a, a higher rating. They have like twenty f bombs. Yeah, yes. so they yes. have to dub loads of them, yeah. like Mother Humper, mm. and uh, Can You Fly, You Sucker? Yeah, um, and apparently that was also one of them. What the shit was actually what the fuck. Um, you can see a couple of them as well. Yeah, but actually, I think when he sees the, sh- the sheep and he goes, "What the shit?" I think that that's more like his character. Yeah, it, it seems like it's, it's a, it seems a better a better line for him than "What the fuck." <laughs> um, but there is only because I I think there's only actually one f bomb. There's two. Is there two? Where's the second one? I can't remember because I, I read two. that there was two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, but I I only know the one where he's like, "Fuck you." Um, There's another I, one at some point. Yeah, I think apparently, I don't, but I don't. I didn't notice it because it was a PG thirteen. The version we watched, wasn't it? Uh, for some reason, the version on Netflix has like the old FBI piracy warning. It does. Yeah, there. I don't really understand. And that, the uh, I, I think it had a PG thirteen like yeah, MA rating. It's a twelve over on, here uh, on uh, Netflix. Yeah, which yeah. would make sense. That's about a PG thirteen. Right. Yeah. An R is the equivalent to a fifteen. Right. Yeah. I think roughly it doesn't quite equate because. Yeah. Anyone can see an R if you're with an adult. Yeah. I feel like I when think. I had this on uh, VHS, it was a 15 then. Oh, so maybe you had the, the raw, uncut version. No, I don't, I don't it, think no, there was, was definitely... No, there was, no, there there was, was never no more un- swearing in it. No? No. I don't think they released the uncut version, did they? I think it was just classed as a 15 years ago, but now is very tame. And now tame. it's been, like, yeah. reclassed as a 12. Yeah, yeah, everything's been changed, hasn't it, recently? Yeah. Well, not recently, but... All it's all desensitisation of the kids. Yeah. Um... The girl from Jurassic Park is in this. Yes, on the pogo, pogo stick. Yeah. Oh, is that her? Is it? Yeah, Ariana something. Grande. <laughs> yeah, her. Um, I think her name is Ariana yeah. something. Um, yeah, she is. Uh, she's the Lex, Lex, Lex. from uh, from Jurassic Park. That's her. Where you go on the pogo stick? 
the there pogo stick that stands up on its own. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think we all noticed that, then, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is this the point where Jim and his wife get killed by Grabble? Yeah, I'm assuming it is, because my next note is, stupid Dr. Jim, listen to your wife. Yeah, and then Jim essentially tries to drag his wife into the sinkhole <laughs> yeah. with him. Stupid Dr. Jim. Yeah. yeah. Stupid Dr. Jim. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the car turning up at the long shot with the vertical headlights that's was very cool. cool. Yeah, mm. I, I did yeah, that's cool. That. <laughs> I like a bit later on when they find it as well because they hear the radio. Yeah. Cool. I have a little bit of trivia on what they hear on the radio. Yep. Do you know what the song is that they hear? That he refers to as a golden oldie. No. Isn't it called something underground or being like buried underground? It's called Drop Kick Me Jesus. Drop Kick Me Jesus. And the lyrics we hear are Drop Kick Me Jesus through the goalposts of life. End over end, neither left nor to right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Drop Kick Me Jesus through the goalposts of life. There you go. go. Um, And also, when she's in the car and it. She's, you know, when she gets in the car and locks herself in, yeah. obviously that's going to stop them getting in. Um, and there's a radio playing, the, the song playing then. It's a Reba McIntyre song. Yes, they use a playing. couple of her songs. So, yeah, the so there's that there, one. And there's also the end mm. song. Is Reba so McIntyre. the end song is one of the tracks off her 12th studio album. Mm. So she'd recorded 12 fucking albums well, yeah, before she was point. in this film. Mm. No, she was, um, so basically she is um, known as like the queen of country. She is like mm. one of the biggest country stars of all time. Surely Dolly Parton's the queen of country. Well, Reba McIntyre is well up there. I've never heard of her. So she is. Um, yeah, she is part of the. She's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. She's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for music. Wow. Um, not for tremors. Not for tremors. <laughs> um, uh, well, tremors being her first acting mm. role. Um, no, she's like a huge, massive um, country singer. She's good no in this idea. film. I do like her in this she film. She is good in this film. But, and so, cause it was, but apparently because it was her first acting role, she uh, was the one that actually said, I'd like to get into acting. Could I audition for this mm. film? And apparently Ron Underwood was like, no, I'm not fussed about like singers trying to just get into it. And it was the studio that wanted her and Michael Gross oh, as like a couple a of, of like, star a couple power famous names because he'd... Literally just finished the there's the comedy is it comedy called Family Ties? I think Michael J. Fox is in it as well. Oh, okay. Um and um he I think his literally he started filming Tremors the day after his last ever filming day on hmm. Family Ties. Um and so they wanted him in. So but anyway, so he was eventually like, Okay, I'll audition um Reba McIntyre. Hmm. Um and still did the audition and he was like, Yeah, right, you got pies. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah, you're you're ideal. I've got a part for you yeah. in my film. <laughs> uh, no wonder the ground's so soft in perfection. There's a talcum mine. There's a what? There's a talcum mine in the background. It's like mm-hmm. a big mine building in the background of one of the town shots, and it says, perfection, talcum mine. Oh, well, there you go. The whole place is built on talcum built, powder. Oh, That's why the ground's so soft. There you go. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Talcum is a type of rock, I believe, isn't it? I it's think just so. a very oh. soft type of rock that you grind up to make talcum powder. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, is yeah. That, oh, I see. There you go. It's, oh, well, is that softer rock? There so, you go. Softer than sandstone. Oh, well, there you go. Name any stone. I can guarantee you talcum's almost <laughs> certainly softer than Limestone. Almost certainly softer. <laughs> Granite? Oh, okay, granite, I would stake my reputation on talc being softer <laughs> than uh, granite. 
I had no idea. That's why that's why they can move through it so easily. One would assume. I, yeah. I can only think that's the reason you have that in the background of that shot. That's that's quite yeah. And also, it suddenly explains Rhonda's nose when we first meet her. Yeah. You thought it was coke. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, yeah, talcum, talcum powder. powder. Yeah. <laughs> She'd literally been in the women's room powdering her nose. Yeah. <laughs> the women's room of the talcum mine. Yeah, she's yeah. the first person ever on film to uh, to do that. Yeah. Unironically. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so uh, yeah, so this is also so we've had uh, Edgar die. We've mm-hmm. had old Fred die. Yeah, and we've also. I take it by now we've seen the other guys die. The, the road d- workers. The road workers. I've got this point here with the, the drill being right, dragged. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that bit. That's yeah. cool. And then the landslide, down. killing the other one. Yes. Yeah. Rocks! Uh, I'm guessing they go back to the grocery store bar at this point because I've just written fuck Melvin and underlined it. Um, um, so I, I so I've got, quite... it looks like a penis. So I Sorry? think that's the, the, the bit with the... Um, oh, that's when the they first see the, 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 the yeah, yeah, it's, it's stuck the, underneath. Uh, car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it, it must be pretty soon because one of my next notes is Melvin's such a prick. Yeah, no, that you're right. That must be the scene where they find the graboid on the yeah, yeah. axle of the car. Because yeah. yeah. they're, they're back in town at that point, yeah. aren't they? This is where Bert throws some litter on the ground. Uh, oh, really? Out. Yeah, that's despicable. I've got, Damn you, Bert! I've got munch munch. Oh yeah. Why does it look like munch munch? <laughs> Something gets eaten, probably. Someone? Oh, is it the bit where the horse gets... No, that's later on where they take the horses, isn't it? I've written better gun as well. Yeah, that's when um, Earl gets the better gun. So they they go back to the the, um, store and they they, they say that someone needs to ride horses out because all the roads are blocked. Right. While Walter's taking photos of them with the, the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right and Earl gets given the better gun yeah because yeah. Um, Val oh, gets but... the Edgar's rifle yeah and they do the rock paper scissors for that yeah but then Heather and Bert turn up and Heather's like why don't you take my super powered fucking <laughs> rifle gun yeah. and so he we literally have a basement full of these fucking things back home <laughs> <laughs> yep um yeah, so, um, and then they go out on that. This is when I wrote Melvin such a prick because uh, Melvin comes out with well. it round Melvin, his, you dick. He gets, comes around with it round his neck. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's Pretending probably when I wrote fuck him. Melvin. Yeah. yeah. Um, Here's some Swiss cheese and some bullets. Walter, um, Walter Chang says to uh, Val and Earl. And I was like, oh, thanks. Um, but yes, like you're going on a long journey. Yeah. You need some bullets just in case. Yeah. Also have some Swiss cheese. Have some cheese. Keep going. Yeah, that's going to keep you going for the yeah, next few days. Yeah, that'd be nice to keep it's hold of. this point that they then find the the dock and uh, his That's when they, yeah, they, yeah, go, yeah, they go they past, the don't they? They go on the way on the way past to um, warn yeah. them yeah. and find the car. Yeah. Because the generator's gone. I was genuinely hoping they were going to get there and find two hats on the ground. And, like, <laughs> the graboid's signature move was we eat the entire body and just leave a head in the ground with its hat <laughs> with over the top. On. Like, it's my calling card. <laughs> but alas, not. Oh, that would have been great. Oh, why didn't they do that? That would have been good. Yeah. Do that for every kill in the film. As the, the, the graboid's really see pissed a horse off. horse later on, just a hat, <laughs> yeah. horse head sticking out the ground and a hat. The graboid's really pissed off with Edgar Deans because he's up the telegraph yeah. pole. He's like, oh, you died up there. I need to put a hat on you. Uh, th- you would have thought, because the telephone pole wasn't built on rock, so couldn't they have just sunk the telephone pole? Probably. The they could have probably done that, yeah. 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 Um, he was very high up that 
He was. I know he needed to get out of the way. Up. Yeah. But he was like really high up. And considering he died of dehydration, which you'd think would make you very weak, he was still clinging on for dear life. Was it? But also, what I found a bit weird about that that. They say he could have been up there three or four days. Mm. You're not saying no one's driven past in three or four days. I know there's a small, small population, but even a delivery driver must have come along. Yeah, you thought. Seeing as that's the only road in and out. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's there. Okay. So I hadn't seen Tremors. Mm. I knew yeah. vaguely most of it through uh, social appropriation. You knew there like were Tremors said. involved, yeah. Um, I was under the impression that the tremor worms, because I didn't know the technical name for them at that point, so I was referring to them as tremor worms, mm-hmm. were a lot bigger than the little penisy graboids <laughs> we'd seen at that point. Yeah. And I wrote, I thought the tremor stakes were going to be big. Then I left the space and put, oh, never mind, because I think halfway through <laughs> writing the note was when you actually see the full graboid. The full thing comes out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it's after that that I wrote the note parkour found. Parkour fail. Oh, because they, oh, they both jump. Yeah, the, they both jump. Yes, yeah, yeah. over the concrete like yeah, and they, ditch. And they, yeah. um, they don't and make they it. Fall down the hole. Yes, we okay, had some, that makes we had some nice slow mo horse riding as well as they were riding off in the distance. Mm. In um, that like extreme long shot of them riding across the vista. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird that just they chose like, that to do slow mo. Yeah, yeah, with the mm. um, <laughs> with the sun going down. Yeah, and beautiful. Just, like, yeah, beautiful. As they were working their way to the uh, the it was a beautiful house. shot, but it's like it didn't need to be slow mo because it was already like <laughs> the slowest. in real time. It probably would have been about a twenty second shot. So mm. slowing it down to a forty second. Yeah, shot yeah, is, true. <laughs> it's kind of put like putting a hat on a hat. Yeah, but they uh, a hat yeah, on a dead so person in the ground. The horse gets attacked. Yes. Yeah. Um, so apparently, the first cut of the film actually it starts off with like an earthquake, um, and there's something to do with like a coyote is in the shot, and he, I don't know if the coyote gets goes gets tremored or whatever, but apparently with that and the sheep and the horse, um, the test screening people came out and going this film's really cruel to animals, really cruel or awful. So they took out the earthquake scene at the start. And no one complained after that about it being cruel to animals. But oh, when they had yeah. the earthquake scene in, <clears throat> everyone was complaining about how it's really cruel. Huh. But So I think they found it quite an interesting social experiment as yeah, well. Yeah, that is a little <laughs> It's like, why does that make it cruel, but this doesn't make it cruel? Um, yeah, so there we go. So they, they use, as you see, as you say, we finally see the massive worm, mm. not just the little penisy worms. I, I was hoping that at some point in this film we would get some explanation for why they every character repeatedly mentions how bad they smell. Yeah. And I thought that yeah. was going to come into play at some point. Yeah, no, mm. apparently but it, not. It never really does. It's just, no. oh yeah, they, they stink. They just smell. And everybody needs to constantly comment on how bad yeah, yeah. they stink. Yeah. Um, a live one smells worse than a dead one. Especially even when Val finds the arse end, he doesn't even say it smells that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. D- did you guys read anything about the original design for the Graboid? No. There was, it came down to two designs, the design we know and love. Uh, the other design was going to be, um, it looked, the big part of the Graboid was very much the same, but it didn't have the individual little tentacles. I did read this, yeah. But what was going to happen oh, is, no, I did, when yes, it I came did. out of the ground, yes. like the inner bit of the worm was going to come out come more out. slimy, and then they were like, yeah, it kind of looks like a dick coming out of foreskin. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. read that, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, I like the scene with the fence posts. Yes, that's good. Bit when the fence posts mm, all effects. going down. Yeah. yeah, there are some good effects in this film. I, I think I read that the you know when you see like the ground right yeah. rising um, as it's like going along the that was something to do with like 
there's a like, jeep dragging a nautical board boy, that yeah, they buried was it. under yeah. the ground. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And including they did they used it uh, under the boardwalk as well when you see the board. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a, it's a clever. It's, I I love those kind of things when you like and like people that do the old sound effects and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like how do we make something that sounds like this? Um, but yeah, things like that. It's just like how do we make that work? Let's try this. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's very, very practical. This film, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, indeed. It's, it's a lot of um, puppetry and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there is no, there's no CGI, CGI or anything. No. Mm. There's a few um, uh, painted backgrounds. There is. I think that the first time you see it, it's it's like a puppet with a painted background. <laughs> yeah, um. and the uh, very final sequence where it bursts out the side of the cliff and drops. Yeah, yeah, uh, is a miniature against a painted background. Filmed in a car park, I believe. Was yeah. it really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so is this the point where Earl and Valentine and Rhonda get stuck on the rock for the first time and realise that the rock is the only safe place you yes. can be? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and they end up sleeping there for the night. Yes. That explains the note. Did the tremor worm steal her bra whilst they were sleeping? Nips! <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of nips in this sequence. Nippy nips. Well, it was, it it was, was nippy, chilly, wasn't it? It was nippy, yeah. Right in the middle of the desert. Yeah. So, uh, where did they find bamboo vaulting poles? Well, yeah, they're on the ground. Very, yeah, they were just there. Like, yeah, just, just on there. this rock in the middle yeah, of the yeah. desert, there yeah, was yeah. three yeah. identical lengths of bamboo. Yeah. 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 That's yes. that's not on, is it? I think I might have just found a plot hole. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No. I, don't, what, just I think it was just they just perfect. They, they literally were just there. I they thought just, maybe I'd miss something no, when I was they were just They were just there, and they were the perfect height yeah. to get them from one rock to the next, which are perfectly distance apart. Yeah, absolutely. From there to the to the the the, 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 the van, yeah. which is parked really far away from their equipment. <laughs> yeah. And so why is she parked so far away? From, um, from <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. No, does it? she's got all her like seismology equipment here, and it's like I've parked half a mile away over there. I've carried it all. The, I've carried it here. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> strange. This I, sequence. Uh, sorry, uh, the sequence was very reminiscent of a couple of levels in Half Life Two. Really? Did you pick up on no, that? No, I didn't. Play. Uh, there, there's like a series of ant-like enemies that burst out of the ground. Um, and you have to avoid like desert patches, and you're doing lots of physics puzzles to oh, yeah. get from one piece of rock to another. Um, and that Half Life Two was what ten years after Tremors, so I can only Stole assume it. it is a direct homage to Tremors. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Rich. Uh, I was just there was one line earlier on that, which I thought was uh, just I, I think it was a good line between the two of them again, and how they're a bit of a double act, and mm. where Earl says something about has anyone ever seen these before. And Val says, oh, sure, oh, we all heard about them, we just didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, the line I wrote down, which comes a little bit after that, I think is, who died and made you Einstein? <laughs> <laughs> which, I, I can't remember who says it to who, but it made me chuckle. I think that's Val that says that. Is that Val, yeah. I think this note is referenced to when they're on top of the, the rock yeah. and um, Val and Rhonda wake up next to each other and... His coat suddenly on her. Oh yeah, and then he sits up and like uh, Fred Ward's just like got a fag in his mouth and grinning. Yeah, it's just when I put the note, Fred Ward is perfect as Earl. <laughs> yeah, I just I just love him. He's in this amazing. Film. Yeah, uh, that's also the same scene where Earl says that means we're stuck. That pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's a couple of occasions in this film where he just outright states his character's uh, emotional state at any given yeah. time. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. No, it's very true. They they managed to the, the pole vaulting. Yeah. Um, happens. I found so uh, I found the soundtrack. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. The soundtrack is available. Um, I might have to uh, play a bit of pole vaulting music at some point. Um, so they do that. So yeah, as you said, they, they do the pole vaulting back to the back to the truck truck, and then they all have to jump in at once. Yeah. And also, she puts the keys in her mouth and she does the count. To, to jump in it's like she's the I, only I one spotted that she's the only one with something something in her mouth but she's the one that's doing the counting and it's like well surely surely one of them could have taken that on um yeah and then they but then they uh they 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 then drive off when they escape um, the driving valentine absolutely bitch slaps uh one of the graboid snakes so it, that's it does. like coming up over the yeah. side of the truck yeah um I'm guessing they go back to town at this point because in all capitals I've written fuck Melvin gummy worm eating bitch yeah <laughs> oh, it really makes me want to go pole vaulting <laughs> this is this is pole vaulting from the uh, the Tremors soundtrack guess what I was listening to all day today <laughs> One of the Sonic 3 levels. Yeah. <laughs> I do love this soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. It's a really good. Kicks in now. In a minute. Oh. No, they're probably pole. As again, I like it when uh, Earl tries to pole vault but then just falls back and shouts shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so upbeat. It's good. I love it. It's great. Anyway, there we go. It's nearly finished. You can turn it off. That's fine. Um, so, um... They go back. Um, they get back to perfection. Yeah. And I think it's Nestor who says about that. Well, you know, someone will realise the phone lines are down and stuff, and they'll send someone out. And someone goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 what will happen." Mm. And then it suddenly goes back. It suddenly, it suddenly cuts, cuts to the phone. Cuts to the yeah, van, a van yeah. that come out to check yeah to the check. Phone lines. Which I always thought, and it, it's only in more recent years that I've realised because I always thought that that was just them showing that same. You know, the people that died earlier same on. Here. That's just yep. what I assumed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I always thought that that I was them. That. that was them. That. But no, it's not. It's supposed to be. Some other people who have come out because the phone lines are down. Yeah, and they've come out to check it because they're on the other side of the fallen rock. Oh, okay. um, and it's but it's just that their helmets look exactly the same as the guys on the other side. Yeah, of the, I only picked up on it yeah. this time around as well. Um, because yeah, I think years ago I was just because they just, show a um the phone um telephone yes, pole. Yeah, um, and um, and yeah, because it's like a phone, you know, that you would yeah, plug yeah. in to see if it's working. And yeah, but I always, for a long time, just thought that they were just showing those guys um, uh, Dead brain, yeah. brain-filled helmets again. But I was, it turns out it, it, it wasn't until more recent years that I was like, oh, so they're supposed to be people coming out. But it turns out it's like, oh no, no one's coming to help them because even the mm. people coming to help them are being eaten. <laughs> yeah, which uh, puts up the body count by an extra two, which people mm. probably don't notice. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, we. Get into the pogo stick staying standing. Pogon. The, the magical levitating pogo stick. Pogon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like he's doing all the running and she's doing the bouncing and stuff and he's all doing the running and they're all like jumping around the place. Mm. But it goes for the pogo stick. Yeah. Mm. That just managed to stand upright on its own. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. Uh, this is where we learn that the tremor worm is more of a coke guy as it comes through the floor and destroys a Pepsi fridge. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Once end of all, answering the question, will Pepsi do? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that freezer. That, uh, yep, they should have fixed that fridge. Should have fixed that yep. fridge. Um, that's the end of Walter. Yeah, and he, he 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 literally waves as he as he goes down. <laughs> I put Bye, Walter. Yeah, he's literally as he's being dragged down. He's like doing kind of jazz hands um, as he's as he's on his way down. Um, you all owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't fix that fridge. Um, so they all have to then get onto the roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, At this point, I put fucking Melvin again. So I don't know what Melvin did. I think this did is when point. he's being a gummy worm eating bitch. Is it? Uh, this is the point where he. Oh yeah, because he's eating he's gummy worms, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets separated outside yeah. when they go to rescue Pogo Girl. Yeah. Yeah. And he ends up in the. He's like a little outhouse yeah, or like a shed. Yeah yeah. 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 And then he has to go on the top of that. But even when that, even then, when they say to him like Melvin, get on the roof, he's like, "Why? <laughs> Fuck you! I'm gonna do whatever I want." I believe Melvin returns in a sequel as an adult as a wealthy property number developer three, that yes. wants to buy perfection. Yes, number three, that is. Played by a different actor, though. No, played by the same actor. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. I thought he was played by a different um, It might be because he's credited because that the name Bobby Jacoby is not his name. Oh. Um, I think his real name's Robert Jane, um, oh. who in real life also is uh, um, has done acting, mm. but also has delved into... Uh, property development himself has oh. become very wealthy off that, um, and is also a world-class blackjack player oh, um, and card counter, oh. um, and was actually banned from many casinos um, because him and his his group who were famous for going around counting cards huh. and um, and 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 fleecing um, not really fleecing but taking millions from casinos. Wow, yeah. awesome! Yeah, <laughs> that's that's our Melvin. <laughs> oh, Melvin. <laughs> I think his name something like Robert Jane is his actual name, um, but he's he's credited as Bobby Jacoby. <laughs> in Just trying to find that yep. trivia. Uh, so we jump over to the survivalist couples. Yes, property now. Don't Bert we? and Heather. Yeah, and I. What my next note is: Was that an elephant gun in the cab- cabinet? Its shells look like grenade rounds, and then in parentheses, one scene later, turns out yes, it is an elephant gun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is indeed. It's <laughs> like they're in. In case of emergency, yeah, break, break glass. glass. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's amazing that bit when they just turn, when they look like they're just, oh, it's only them and these guns, and they suddenly yeah. turn around and there's just a whole wall of yeah. guns. She does the, the very last thing she should do in that situation, doesn't she? And she turns on the casing polisher, yes. is it? Yeah. yeah. And makes yeah. all the racket. Yeah. Um, all goes horribly wrong. You see their uh, number plate is Uzi for you. Yep. On yeah. The, on Apparently that was um, Michael Gross's own car. Was it his that own is, number yeah. plate? Though? No, no, I don't think it was his own <laughs> number plate. But that car was his car. Oh, really? Um Yes, um, and um, and again, it's all puppet. The the oh, the, what, the, the one that goes wall. through the wall, yeah. and it's like, that's all like puppet. <laughs> but it's a very effective puppet. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, CGI would just be you wouldn't be able to match that level of quality. No, no, okay. indeed. Which is when like things like the third film mm. really show. Um, is that when they start, going, they start CGI. going CGI? Yeah. Um, imagine if they kept with the other concept of the graboid, and you had a giant dick come through that wall, <laughs> yeah, just picking it, poking its like slimy bell end out at them as they unload <laughs> ammo into it. So apparently, there's two um, things in that: is that one, if they'd been firing that much ammunition in that small confined space, they mm. would both be deaf. Um, 
but also that is something that Reba McIntyre said I don't want to do this if I'm because I don't want to go deaf I don't want to affect my hearing yeah being a singer and all so um so they do have like heavily um bar- barricaded you know what sorry their ears like got that massive ear defense <laughs> in there somehow to um to help them because otherwise that probably really would have affected their hearing with it bad. <laughs> They unload an ungodly amount of ammunition into that thing. Don't they? <laughs> yeah. They're just throwing weapons on the sh- on the floor, picking up the next shotgun. I love yeah. that line. You broke into the wrong rec room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah, they just turn around. They've got gun after gun after gun. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Just like all different types, like a flare gun. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> just like so many different <laughs> versions. <laughs> Probably machine guns and everything. Um. It's not long after this because then there's when it starts trying to dig all the it's trying to dig the place out yes. from underneath them. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I, do, I, I thought that was awesome. The, the set piece on the, as the roof was slowly getting destroyed yeah, yeah, through cool. the scene. I've never seen a set piece like when that they before. run across the roof and it properly sort of um, wiggles. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. It does suddenly miraculously go back to normal in the shot Solid. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah indeed. <laughs> but, um, it goes from carpet to roof again. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> uh, it was at this point that I came up with a theory as to how this film was going to play out. Yeah. And I'll admit now I was wrong. But I thought we were going to learn eventually that the worms aren't trying um, to kill them, the tremor worms. They're just trying to rescue the baby worm that lives above Miguel's upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the teeny tiny tremor worm he has under his nose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Um, then it starts digging out other people's houses, yeah. and then yeah. gets Nesta. Yeah, he jumps on the tyre. Yeah, he jumps on the tyre. What but a silly place. It's a very silly place, but I thought resulted in a great shot. As he gets the, sucked through the tyre. It gets sucked yeah. through the tyre, yeah. but then the shot goes from the tyre like through and then up to Melvin standing on top of the, <laughs> the shed. Um, like close up of him. I think it was yeah. really good, like one cool. shot all the way out. May I suggest a better shot? Mm. Pan back down. Ha. <laughs> Head underneath, staring <laughs> yeah. directly up. Um, Tremor calling card. <laughs> Around here is when we get the mother humper. That's dub. because he says, uh, yeah, he says, um, we killed it, we killed that mother humper. Yeah, that's it. And he says, yeah, be, be warned, there are two more, I repeat, two more mother humpers. <laughs> so they've already killed, yes, they've killed two at this point, haven't they? Yeah, one yes. that's run headlong into the concrete. Yeah, and, and one that's been shot. Gun to hell. <laughs> um, so we know there's two, two left. left. So this is where Valentine uh, sucker punches Earl yeah. and makes a run for the cat. Yes. yes. Like the big bulldozer. Because they send off uh, Walter's little mini tractor thing. Yes. As a, as a decoy. Sacrifice yeah. the tractor. Yeah. Excuse me. I'll get <laughs> um, a little bit of wind there. Yeah, so that they run, he runs off. Yeah, and we get the ultra tense scene where Kevin Bacon uh, is approached by a graboid. Yeah, and he just stays still. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he slightly lifts his foot. He does a little so bit that of the d- penis tentacle can whip around. Does a little bit of dancing around there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the rest of the town comes together. Yeah. Yeah. To, make uh, some noise. Make some mm. noise. <laughs> um, Make some noise! Valentine then gets on the bulldozer and shouts, Yahoo! And whilst he shouts, Yahoo! We cut to a medium shot of Kevin Baker looking determined on the cat whilst not opening his mouth. (laughs) It was a a really weird edit. It went from close-up to medium and he very clearly wasn't like saying anything. 
And but this is a good three seconds of Yahoo left. The thing about that is the the little um, tractor was enough to draw the attention of the graboid. Mm. Apparently, Big Bulldozer doesn't give a shit. Don't go anywhere near it at that point. Um, it does appear when they when he gets later Ronda. on when he's got everyone yeah. on board. Yeah. yeah, when he picks Ronda up, it but not when he starts around. driving it. No, yeah, true. No, not immediately. No, 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 no. That's true. Do the graboids attack moving targets prior to that? I think every target attacks is stationary, isn't it? Um, I mean, well, it's chasing. I suppose it's it chasing, chasing them in chasing the van them while earlier, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's chasing the them while they're um, running away from it. Yeah, and the, the horses. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So, fair enough. Yeah, but no, the horses. The horses have stopped when they get attacked, don't they? Because the horses go oh, yeah, freaked yeah, yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, <laughs> tremor worm around. <laughs> um, so uh, they they then pick up Bert and Heather, uh, yes. who give them plenty of. Uh, Plenty of ammunition weaponry. and weaponry. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then Bert says about, like, which one do you think I should take? And I was like, take both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Which one do you think I should take? Yeah. And she's like, take that one, less am- ammo to take. It's like, we just take both of just them. Just take it all, yeah. Literally chuck both of them in there right now. Yeah, just take it all with you. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Th- that's the point where they learn they can't shoot the worms when they're underground, doesn't it? Yeah, it tries with the... Uh, Penetration's not... Yeah. Which feels like it certainly should have been an episode of Mythbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Can you shoot a tremor worm through, through like a foot of dirt? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Oh, Melvin. Right, to, right in. Melvin asked for a gun at this point. Yeah. He wouldn't Fuck give off Melvin. Wouldn't he give him a gun if it were no. World War Three. Uh, yeah. Don't give Melvin a gun, I've written. Yeah. Yeah. And then a few scenes later. You learn gives him a gun. Anyway. Yeah, but you, you learn it's empty, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. after that, yeah. yeah. He gives him a gun and then you find out it's empty. The, um, the, the death of the cat where it hits the sinkhole was an incredible effect. Yes, where, where it just, just goes... Yeah, just upends in it. Yeah, and it's cool. It looks like you've got five or six actors, like obviously stunt actors. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they're at the time. But I'm impressed with that stuntman who's yeah. on the front as well. Yeah, that could, have been, that could have been nasty. If he hadn't had timed that properly, that could be nasty. <laughs> if you hadn't jumped off that again, again there's just so many good stunt work and like puppet <laughs> yeah. work and everything yeah, yeah, in this yeah, film true. Yeah. Um, one fact about the um, giving Melvin the gun and then when he, he gives it back to him he's like there's no bullets in this gun mm. and Bert says like oh it got you running though didn't it he checks the chamber even though he knows it's empty because apparently that is, uh, is the law of gun owning in America is that you have to, even if you know it's empty in your mind, you, you still have to check. Gotcha. So he still checks it as if it's like... But, but yet, every single gun in his house was loaded. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Ready to go. Oh. On that wall. That's quite funny. There you go. My next note is another film where people biff throwing grenades, which obviously refers back to the thing where they screw up throwing grenades yeah. at the beginning. I can't think. It doesn't. Point, they, they do throw the it, and then it, it gets thrown back, doesn't it? Stumpy throws it that's back. It. Them. That's got to yeah, be yeah. what it is. Yeah, the, the final tremor worm is like the smartest of all. Yeah, Stump, I put that. Um, Stumpy is very clever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a line before this that I really like when uh, Earl says to Bert, "What type of fuse is it?" I've got that. He says it's yeah. a cannon fuse. Mm. What, what do you, you use, use that it for? for? Got my cannon. My cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> that's what I've put. Um, right and then uh, then Stumpy t- some, yeah Stumpy throws the yeah grenade back. back bang straight on yeah lands right on like top of perfect. all yeah 
literally yeah. couldn't have time fucking clever it stumpy <laughs> and then uh, spit stamp yeah. yeah fuck yeah, you fuck off uh, and then uh, <laughs> then I've got the bit where I've just put splat so I think that's where it goes that's the, in the end mm. yeah. there is a bit where you know when they first when Kevin Bacon says I'm going to run for it yeah. and then he does run for it you see him where the ground really wobbles <laughs> as he um, as he starts running off um, so there must it must have been because then the the graboid suddenly comes through the yeah. ground, um, so it must have been like a proper live big thing there, ready um, to pop burst through the air. Because um, the ground really wobbles as he starts running <laughs> off. Um, and yeah, and I was just going to say the same as you, but you said earlier on that they refilmed the end to add the kissing. Yeah, kissing. which looks just a tiny little bit non-consensual. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, kind of a little bit. It's. I mean, she got into it by the end, but to begin yeah. with, she she didn't seem like she yeah. was massively it's into like it. Like a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of a shocker there. You were going to go through the different variations of Graboid. Well, yeah, I was, I was thinking before we hit the next break. Did you want to talk a little bit about the sequels? You know a lot more about the sequels than me. I just read the Wikipedia entries. Okay, um, so <laughs> but we do get introduced to two further states of Graboid life. Don't so, we? in uh, Tremors 2 Aftershocks, uh, it's Earl is the main yeah. character in it. Um, he gets himself a little Ronda side and kick. Valentine have moved away to get married and have children. They have, yes. They, it's mentioned at the very beginning. That's like that the they, last you ever hear of them, isn't it? They don't yeah. ever appear in the, the franchise again. Apart from in 2018, when they started making a Tremors series with Kevin Bacon as oh. Val. Huh. Um, but it never got... It, it stopped filming because the the studio pulled the because there was oh, really? a Tremor so series. There was a Tremor series with Bert, um, with Bert Gummer in it, right. Michael Gross, um, who's been in all the films. Um, but the the Tremor series, I think, was almost going to ignore all the sequels. Um, but I've seen an interview. I saw an interview with Kevin Bacon not so long ago, and he said he's still really interested in doing a so another Tremor. But there are some like stills from the filming. That they mm. did actually start filming it and everything, mm. and there's stills of Kevin Bacon oh, dressed mm. as Val. Um, he got called away for an, a super important EE advert. That yeah. was that <laughs> trying to land a plane in someone's house. Yeah. Or something. But in the second film, um, <laughs> so the second film is uh, Earl, who uh, is called upon for his expertise to get rid of some graboids out in Mexico. Um, That's it on an oil field on an oil in Mexico, field in Mexico. Exactly that. Um, at um, at some point during the film, he there's, there's a brilliant bit in the second film mm. where he calls up. He's like, "We need some more help with this," so he phones up Bert, um, and Bert is just sitting watching the telly in a in a, like a dressing gown right. on his chair. And it later comes out that um, Heather has left him um, because uh, because according to uh, him, he he said that she claimed. She couldn't live with him because he doesn't have any life. Uh, who he feels like he has no life without the um, without the Cold War, <laughs> because he's just basically like a shell of a man. That there's no risk of uh, <laughs> nukes flying around. Um, anyway, so he's just sitting in, in his chair. It's a good. It's a very good bit because you like see that there's all these you know like animal heads on the wall. Yeah, um, and then there's pans across, and then there's a graboid head <laughs> on the other side uh, of his chair. Anyway, so um, the Graboids in that, so you have the original Graboids uh, originally, and then you find out how they breed, right. which is by smaller Graboids 
coming out of them, but these graboids have legs, so they run around. These are screamers? Screamers. They're screamers, and they have uh, heat-seeking flaps on their head and tops of their heads. Right. Um, so, yeah, so the main thing is that at the end of it, you get you get screamers. But they also reproduce by eating and then spew, puke up another screamer. screamer. But yet they come out... It doesn't really explain how they become a graboid. Hmm. I don't really... I don't know. Um, the third film is Back in Perfection, in which all the original cast are in it, with the exception of Val Earl and Heather. Right. Um, you've got Miguel in it. Wait, you've is got, Rhonda in it? Uh, no, sorry, no, not Rhonda. Um, but you've got Nancy and Mindy and Miguel and <laughs> Melvin appears at the end and Bert's in it. So, yeah, so you have, like, um, the kind of a lot of the original cast. Mm. Uh, and in that one, you get introduced to the Arse Blasters, yeah. which is the, the, the third stage where they can fly, where they can fly, um, but the way they launch themselves into the sky is by firing something out of their ass and it shoots them into the sky and then they kind of glide around the place and it leaves them with very explosive tummies i understand i, I can't really remember is, I, I believe at some point they they realize the way to kill them is to shoot them in the stomach right explode right i, I can't remember i can't I remember know. the yeah. third one i think i've seen it um and the fourth one goes back to basics and it's just graboids Yes, um, and that, that's set in like the 1800s. That's set in the 1800s, and it's not Bert Gummer, but it's his like great grandfather. Great grandfather, yeah. And it's like his name's like Hewell Gummer, and he's a pacifist and won't touch guns. <laughs> um, and um, and then yeah, and then so the fifth one is the one in South Africa. The graboids have become huge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there's all different variations of monster in this film, and one of them is just like an absolutely ginormous thing. Um, Do we ever get an origin story for the Graboids? Because they, they hypothesise in this one, don't they? They they go through the, it could be nuclear waste, a la mm. Godzilla, could have come from space, a la yeah. Cloverfield, I guess. Yeah. Um, in the second one, um, there's a scientist who's there and she finds a fossil which does have like the spines on it. Oh, okay, um, so, th- so, so this is, is like, they're a, like, they're prehistoric. like a prehistoric creature. Um, to which Earl is like, damn, I... I'm still going for outer space, <laughs> um, and um, and yeah, and and then uh, the six and seven films I've never seen, so I, I don't really know. But they, from what I've seen, they seem to be just getting bigger and, and you know, all crazy. Crazy <laughs> is me. the is the difference in the so they so they kind of introduce a new monster per sequel. Seemingly, yeah. Apart from the the fourth one, where I'm pretty sure it starts, oh, like, it's, yeah, it's, sorry, it's yeah. goes back to basics of them just being graboids. Although you do see them as like baby ones, as like smaller versions of a graboid, mm. so which is weird because when they hatch out, they actually these screamers with legs, and so, so I don't really know. I don't really know where those those ones turned up from. Mm. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's kind of the different the variations. And I, I so I, watching this film has made me think I've got to go through them all again. <laughs> I've got two, three, and four on DVD. Five's on Netflix. I just yeah. need to get older. Six and seven. Number seven. Is, so in numbers five and six, it's Jamie Kennedy is the like his other guy who's from Scream, who's in Scream, oh, yeah, yeah. the original prankster himself. Yeah, um, and um, and in number seven, his like uh, counterpart, Bert's counterpart in this, you know, is his little you know right hand man, is John Hedder. Who's um, from Napoleon Dynamite and Blades of Glory? God, really? Yes. 
Yeah. Um, who's got who's which makes sense because other films I have seen, he, he seems to crop up in like little smaller and smaller films. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's the other guy in uh, Tremors really Seven. Strange. Yeah, um, yeah, that's 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 him. So he's like, yeah, he's like Napoleon Dynamite, Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell, great film. Um, and then all of a sudden he's like. <laughs> Drops right off. Shrieker Island. Shrieker Island. Twenty twenty. There you go. So, yeah. so that was a pandemic film. It was filmed. Yeah. yeah I, so I've got a feeling it was. It. I think they're pretty much filming a bit just towards the end of twenty nineteen. But I think it was like. So I think they they kind of just managed to get it out at some point. But I, I think there was it was a delay because of the pandemic. But um, but yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's John Head yeah. John Header Heder, yeah, um, yeah, otherwise wow. known as Napoleon Dynamite and cool. Blades of Glory. There you go. Any more factoids you want to hit us with, Rich? Or no, I think notes? I've, uh, I think I've, Steve, I'm good. Oh no, so there is one, uh, there Ooh. is one more factoid that I suddenly have just literally off the top of my head remembered Too right late. there. Oh, sorry. Okay, uh, hang on. Let me just. Uh, I've got it on my. Hold on. Hold on. I've got it on my phone. I can't find it. Where is it? Uh, the composer. No, we've done that. So the various sounds made by the graboids have become popular to reuse in oh, other yes. films, and can be heard in films such as Predator Two, Starship Troopers, Ants, uh, Mosquito, Eight Legged Freaks, and Kong Skull Island, among, hey. among others. Cog Skull Island makes sense because there's giant uh, yeah. insects in that, isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so apparently you can hear you the noise of the graboids in all of those films. Wow! Mm-hmm. There we go. So yeah, that was my last fact. Sorry. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, in that case, I think now is a perfect time for a uh, advert break. We'll come back on the other side. We will give this a score, and then we'll see what see what we do from there. Oh. Hello. You've caught me here sitting by the fire and enjoying a glass of fine resin dice. Exquisite dice like these and many other handcrafted resin items can be purchased at Joby Resins on Etsy.com. Follow Joby Resins on Instagram for more information. What other items, you ask? I couldn't possibly tell you, for I have no internet here at my remote Arctic cavern. It's just me, the fire, and my hundreds of thousands of fine resin dice. And we're back. So, let's put some scores on there. Steve, will you please furnish me with the score music? Graboids, graboids. <laughs> grabbing you on your thighs and shit. Okay. Uh, as is tradition, Steve, what score are you giving Tremors? Well, that was a film. <laughs> Got to it. Um, I fucking love this film. Um, one of the quintessential B-movie-esque films ever. Um, still holds up today, I believe. Uh, the effects are amazing. The story, simple, but effective. <sighs> Ten. Yeah, I think so. It's either a nine or a ten. I, 
I fucking love this film. I, I, <laughs> That's fine. This is one of those films I will go back to again and again. Yeah. And I just pick up on little bits every time I watch it. Mm. And it, it's a it's a comfy film, this. I like this. I'll put it on if I'm in a in a bit of a mood where I don't really know what I want to watch. It's one of those films I'll just stick on and, uh, yeah, fall into. I love it. Ten, <laughs> fuck it. I don't care. It's the last episode. Of this yeah, year. yeah, yeah, fair enough. Ten. Me? Rich? Me? Yeah, right, go, cool. go for it. Um, so, Another ten, I assume. <laughs> well, here's the thing, then. So, I obviously, I picked this film because I love this film. It's just... I can't even tell you how old I was when I first watched this. And I think, and I think me and my brother probably, I think we watched this in my grandma's house in Halifax one night when my (laughs) mum and dad were out with my auntie and uncle. um, Because it was just on the telly. And I think we just thought then, it was just like, this is a great film. Bought it on video, you know, video. Used to watch it quite regularly, and then it put me into this wormhole of watching all the sequels, which I didn't really know existed until they suddenly. I was like, "Oh, well, didn't there's sequels?" Um, yeah, I, well, I haven't actually seen this film for a long time. I feel like I haven't seen this film for a long time, but then obviously watched it yesterday, and again, I was like sucked back into the. Oh, I just love this film. So yeah, I, I was trying to think of reasons not to give it a ten. I was trying to be like. I was trying to be picky. Mm. I'd just be like, it's, oh, it's not the perfect film. Maybe they're things. But I just, but I watched it and I was just like, no, I just love this film. So it's a 10 from me as well. <laughs> because I can't think of a reason not to give it. Because I just, I, because of just, you know, it's just like a true love thing for it, me. It in this doesn't film. take itself seriously. It <laughs> no, does everything like, well. It does. But it's, it's one of those weird films that it's, I think, but it's like, it's acted pretty well as well you know it's just generally there's there's some questionable maybe people you know um, <coughs> things but generally it's like you know kevin bacon fred ward they're just i just oh, i love it. it's a 10 for me okay um you guys are fucking crazy <laughs> this film ain't a fucking 10 i can tell you that for damn sure you say you needed to find one reason for this not to be a 10 melvin fucking survives <laughs> there's a reason for it not to be a 10 <laughs> Um, that takes a solid three points off it right there. This, I get why you like it, and I get I get what you mean, and it's a cosy, fluffy film to sink into. Um, the effect work is incredible, the puppetry awesome, um, the stunt work is fantastic, given the budget it had. Uh, I don't agree that the acting is superb across the board. Um, Kevin Bacon's alright he plays Kevin Bacon as far as I can tell uh, Fred Ward was a revelation Fred Ward was fantastic in this film um, but it's not a 10 not for you it's not no <laughs> I came out of this film with no particular strong feelings either way which makes me think it probably should be straight down the middle of 6 um, that's how scores work <laughs> yeah, that's how scores work that's how it works yeah. Um, <laughs> using, of course, the uh, Stephen Pye method of scoring, <laughs> much of the way that we use a Gregorian character yep. rather than the solar calendar. Yeah, we have the Stephen Pye method of scoring. Um, it's a film. I think I liked it more than a six. Did I like it a ten? <laughs> Melvin lives, and some things are unforgivable. 
It's, mm. a, it's the ultimate blue balls of a mm. film. I got to the end of the film and didn't get to bust my nut because Melvin survived. There are quite a lot of survivors at the end of the film. There's a lot of survivors. Oh, yeah, there's lots of survivors. And there's a body count of like 10 people dying. Yeah, I, I was going to say, there it. are a lot of people um, that, that mm. die, but there are a lot of survivors still. But right? a lot of them seem to be just random utility workers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. The two of them die, you don't even it's see them die. Right. You didn't even know they were there until they suddenly <laughs> go, oh, by the way, there's some people that probably uh, should be over there. And then something goes, here they are. Now get everyone and get back with the story. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this a... A ten. Oh, well done, Andy. Torn between a six and a seven. Um, what have I given sixes and sevens to? Don't look. Don't let Just a minute ago, it. you said that it's definitely... It feel like it's more than a six. Yeah. So that means it's a seven. I did feel like it was more than six, and then I remembered that Melvin survived. <laughs> you took three points off for Melvin. That brings it down to a seven. Under Siege was a six, and I think this is better than Under Siege. But The Great Mouse Detective was also a six for me, and I don't think this is as good as The Great Mouse Detective. I'm going to give this a six. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to disagree with both of my previous comments in the last ten seconds. I'm going to say it has to be a six. Okay. Is it Snakes on the Plane? Is it Snakes on the Plane? Is it a good... Snakes on the Plane. Uh, It was also a six. How would you rate this against Under Siege, Snakes on the Plane, and Battle of the Great Mass Detective? <laughs> I would say this, this, is, this is just Snakes on a Plane, but made 20 years earlier, right, yeah. and without the budget to do it on a plane. But with better effects. Y- yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to give it a six. Six, fair enough. It's better than Under Siege, it's worse than Basil the Great Mouse Detective, which are both sixes. Which, which makes it a six. It can only be a six, surely. <laughs> so, yeah, straight down the middle. <laughs> right, okay, so. Cool. This would be the point where we'd get the Hat of Mystery out and draw the next so The Hat of Wonder, you Wonder. mean? Hat of Wonder, even. Um, however... You about 25 episodes. Um, <laughs> however, of course, this is the last regular episode of the year. That's it, we're finished. We have scant time left, except, of course, for Christmas special. Wait, what? That's right, Steve. We're doing a Christmas special. No way! <laughs> yes way. And in the tradition of our older, previous podcasts, the Christmas special will be around a Netflix Christmas film. But it ain't going to be any uh, any old episode of I Like Movies. Is it not? This is this is going to be a custom, handcrafted, artisanal director's commentary involving none of the directors. <laughs> <laughs> the best type of director, I find. Yes, this is going to be three the three of us uh, doing an audio commentary whilst we watch hmm. uh, the Christmas film. Um, it's not a director's commentary because we're not directors. No. Public commentary, sure. Hmm. So it's the three of us doing a public commentary. Viewers' commentary. Yes, audience commentary. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably a, a snappier term pod, for it. Pod commentators. Yeah, pod we'll, com. we'll keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. keep trying. We'll hit something. Um, so, uh, which of my two esteemed colleagues here would like to announce what this year's Christmas film is? Well, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, now. but there's a bit of confusion. Yeah. Well, you can both announce one of its titles because so, there seems it seems to go by two <coughs> titles. So I'm going to go for the title which we uh, we originally knew it as. Yeah. Which is drum roll, please. Thanks very much. Oh, we should have a drum roll. We should have a drum roll. It's Netflix's 
Falling for Christmas, starring the wonderful Lindsay Lohan. Correct. Otherwise, uh, I believe this film is known as... We think it might have been retitled and is now going to be released as... Christmas in Wonderland, with the wonderful Lindsay Lohan. Right. So, without further ado, we will take one final commercial break whilst we go watch the trailer for... Whatever this film ends up being called. Falling for for Wonderland. Wonderland. (laughs) With the wonderful Lindsay Lohan. Uh, (laughs) So we'll be right back after this. Morning. You know what this place needs right now? A Christmas party? Oh! Really? Not cool. Both of you. Are you ready? It's been a long night. Yeah, uh, pretty beat too. <laughs> Of course we can. We it might be the that. least informative wow. teaser trailer we've ever played. That, that doesn't... It was missing voiceover. There was no... You had no classic 90s... Uh, no, it was, it was, it was the second in trailer, a world just, where Lindsay just... Lohan's forgotten who the fuck she is. <laughs> After she got her face replaced for the fifth time. So we have just watched the trailer for Falling for Christmas. Wonderland. Or Christmas in Wonderland. Yeah. Apparently uh, it's part of a multi-film Netflix deal Lindsay Lohan now has. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if it's too late for them to get their money back. <laughs> Holy shit, this looks like it's going to be a fun Christmas special. Oh, I can't wait. Some of the effects and the stunt work in that. Oh, my word. Looking <laughs> the bit forward where to she it. slips backwards on the skis. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, incredible. I like the raccoon. The raccoon yeah, the was raccoon. the star of the show. Yeah, unexpected raccoon work yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Hooray. Commentary for that. Yes, <laughs> for that. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's worth our audience watching it and then rewatching it with the commentary because you know we're oh have yeah to no sit indeed there and well, watch it twice yeah, yeah absolutely so. so what um what you'll probably need to do is watch it twice yeah because oh, otherwise shit, if you watch it yeah. with the commentary you're gonna no, you're not gonna enjoy what's going on you know? I forgot we had to watch that shit twice yeah, oh, yeah. oh yes fuck. yeah yeah but we get to watch it together for Christmas oh fuck off I don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> can't think of anything fucking worse <laughs> yes. So that's uh, yeah, that's next, mm. isn't it? So, so that will be the next thing on the feed, uh, and then after that, there will be a probably a bit of a shorter episode, which is going to be an end of the year wrap up. I think we call it, yeah, it's Richie wrap up. Uh, it'll be a Richie wrap up. Oh episode. God, just me, yeah. just you two watching me talk, and then no, that, we won't be there. That, we'll that, that was a good film. <laughs> that that was not as good a film as that one. That was a six, but it wasn't as good a six as that one. <laughs> And then, of course, we'll be back with uh, 2023's Draft, Mm, where we learn the 32 films that will be in the hat for next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be the the very beginning of next year. Yes. Yes. The Draft. And yeah, we keep. Do we want to put ourselves on the spot here and announce what we're planning on doing for the Draft? Or do we not want to announce it in case it doesn't come off? And ah, fuck it, we're going to try and film it. We are going to oh, he said it. it. He said it. Um, yeah, if it doesn't work, we'll just edit this bit out. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Because we'll put it on our YouTube channel. Do we have a YouTube channel? <laughs> I think so. 
Yeah, sure. We had one at one point. Sure. So yeah, it might indeed. Still be there. Maybe we can just yes. swap that round a bit. Mm. Um, yes. So we're yeah we're going to film it. and We're going to uh, put it up so you can um, so you can listen to it on your podcast feeds, but also you'll be able to watch us. Yeah, do it on your telly screens. Yeah, you'll be able to uh, put some faces to the voices you've been hearing. Yeah, this past if, year. Or if you want to keep the mystery going, then don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, what I'd, what I'd really enjoy is uh, stick around to the end so you can hear the email address for the podcast. And before the end of the year, send in sketches of what you think each of the three of us <laughs> look like. I'd love to see how uh, accurate people get before we do a filmed episode yes yeah indeed and, and just uh, just a reminder we are taking the listeners film as well we so, are yep. so get onto our social medias and give us your suggestions for the film there will be an audience there pick. will be an audience pick we've had one so far yep it's yeah. a good one yeah. although of course no guarantee that film will get picked out of the house ha- house next year picked has, out of the hat has, 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 oh yeah the no, house of wonder it will go into the hat but it might not necessarily get picked out of the hat no guarantees there's no guarantees in this life. The hat is a mysterious creature. Mm. Correct. We, we don't know how it works, but it, it does. Well, it, it works very well because uh, it picked out a perfect film for the final film of the year. the year. Right? Yeah, yeah. Free a solid perfect. six. Solid 30. <laughs> An absolute solid six. A solid 26. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a thing, right? Scores all round. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... We will be back in two weeks with our Christmas special episode. Mm. Uh, before then, do you gentlemen have anything else you would like to commit to wax this episode, or should we tie a knot in it and yeah. all, all go home? Should yeah. I pick up my ball and go home? Yeah. Sure. I think, yeah, playtime's over. Yeah. yeah. yeah Nothing I'm, else I'm either done. of you to say. I'm okay, done. in that case, uh, say good night. <laughs> good night, Rich. <laughs> good night, Steve. And for me, it's fare thee well and watch the skies. We'll be back in two weeks for the Christmas episode. Until then, stay safe, stay warm. No. You've been listening to I Like Movies with Andy McLean, Steve Pye and Rich Marsh. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and email us at ilmpodcast at outlook.com.